Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Dive into summer with Yumiko's July Ready to Wear collection. Whether you are standing out in your Zoom classes at home or safely in the studio, their new options are here to prepare you for all your summer course needs. In addition to the continuation of the Shop Boutique page online, Yumiko is excited to now bring parts of the New York City store to you virtually through their first series of Instagram Live events. Yumiko will be showcasing exclusive in-store options available to ship immediately with one special leotard offered at a discount and a small gift included with each purchase. Stay tuned for live event details, new releases, and New York City store reopening updates at yumiko.com and at yumiko on Instagram. Save the date because this year the Lake Tahoe Dance Festival is coming to you. The 8th Annual Lake Tahoe Dance Festival Online Edition takes place July 22nd through 24th, 2020. Enjoy Tahoe in your living room over three unique nights, each with a variety of works around a common theme, with artist interviews and introductions around the works being performed. Special guests include Ashley Bowder, Adrian Dancing Waring, Lloyd Knight, Stephen Hanna, and many more. This year's performances will be available on their website, laketahodancecollective.org, with a suggested donation of just $25. Be sure to connect with them via social media on Facebook and Instagram at Lake Tahoe Dance Collective. I'm Rebecca King-Ferraro. And I'm Michael Breeden, and you're listening to Conversations on Dance. While all performing arts organizations are shifting their content to a digital format, so are we. Today's episode is meant to act like a pre-performance talk for the Lake Tahoe Dance Festival, which is presented by the Lake Tahoe Dance Collective. We chat with artistic director Kristen Hanna about their digital festival, which will be shown on their website this Wednesday through Friday, July 22nd through 24th. We are talking about the programming for all three evenings and what we can expect from their 2020 festival. To give you that live event feel, you can watch a video of this interview with Kristen on Lake Tahoe Dance Collective's social media, 
Facebook and Instagram at Lake Tahoe Dance Collective. Hi, and thank you to everyone who's joining us today. My name is Michael Sean Breeden. And I'm Rebecca King Ferraro, and we are here today to discuss the Lake Tahoe Dance Festival. Uh, Michael and I are former ballet dancers with Miami City Ballet and now the hosts of the podcast Conversations on Dance. So we're really happy to be talking to Kristen Hanna, the artistic director of the Lake Tahoe Dance Festival, ahead of your virtual program that's coming up July 22nd through 24th. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen, um, you've been... Uh, running the festival for a number of years now, but I imagine this year the planning took a slightly different turn. So what have the past few months been like for you um, transitioning from planning, you know, what your festival would be like year to year, typically to um, a digital presentation? Yeah. um, You know, I've joked with a few board members that we had finally really nailed down all the elements of the festival, particularly, mm-hmm. you know, what kind of food people expect at the gala, where <laughs> to set up the bar. And we went like, oh, this is really smooth now. Um, and, you know, we were, California was one of the first states to really go into lockdown and, it, you know, we were going to be able to open up. And so I kind of thought, okay, it's outdoors, maybe, maybe, maybe. And mm-hmm. you keep that little bit of hope alive until you just really have to sit down and cry and say it's not going to happen. Right. Um, but, you know, so we kind of just sort of sat with that for a little while. And then my co-director and best friend, Constantine, we just kind of got on the phone and said, okay, there's a lot being put out there right now. And not necessarily all of it is, you know, <laughs> up to standard. Grade A. <laughs> the, yeah, exactly. Um, and the one thing we agreed upon was that Although people dancing in their kitchens is very, you know, heartfelt, um, Mm -hmm. we were tired of seeing it on screens. Yeah. (laughs) So we started just going through the archives and seeing what we'd like to revisit, um, as well as speaking to the artists who were going to come this year and say, what do you have access to? What would be possible? Are you still interested? And we were very, very, very adamant that we wanted to be able to offer those people a stipend and Mm -hmm. still, you know, I mean, we're not, we don't have the same funding we had before, but, um, to give them something for participating. So, you know, it's, it's not a ton, but it's a little, but yeah, we just kind of started that way of like, what are our, what are our best of the past? Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. um, and, and what could the people that were coming put together? So yeah, it's, um, Then once we came up with the plan, we felt pretty good about it. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you have to make the decision to pull the plug and decide, you know, we're going to have to look at this different format? And then how much time have you had to plan what we will see uh, later this month? You know, we started kind of formulating the online version um, kind of early May. We gave ourselves a drop-dead decision date of June 1st, which mm-hmm. by by May, we kind of knew the answer already. Um, but you know, we just kind of didn't want to give up hope. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so we started in that conversation, but that was mostly to be able to give our funders and give our audiences and all, you know, so we didn't, we didn't put up ticket sales early online like we normally did and and Mm -hmm. things. So I, I was able to save myself a lot of logistical problems of refunds or, or whatever. Right. Um, Yeah. 
because I just, I, I have a thing personally, I don't like to put out information until it's really, really solid. Right. Um, so it, it's, yeah, it's, it's hard because you're, you're planning for a future and you have no idea what the future is going to be tomorrow. So it's mm-hmm. just, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's, right, right. I don't really have a great answer on what I did. Just yeah. <laughs> roll out of boy, roll out of bed every morning and go like, okay, what about this? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So what were some of the um, challenges that would differ from, um, you know, the way you present the festival uh, typically? So for instance, uh, securing rights to the music and choreography when it's you know, a video that's going to maybe live online for a bit, that, that yeah. tends to trigger different responses from those organizations, yeah. right? So what, what have you been dealing with in, in that regard? Well, one of the things we were passionate about was being able to show our videos from here, which mm-hmm. already, you know, takes, <laughs> there's no union here. <laughs> if there is, I'm the only one in it. Um, <laughs> so that was our, you know, they're obviously videos of people who we've already worked with, who have come here, we've had previous agreements, and now mm-hmm. it's, you know, figuring out. I think in addition to that is just the technological side. I mean, right it kind of feels like anyone can really steal anything they want to sure. at this point. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a brilliant IT person. Um, so what we're doing is putting it on our Vimeo channel and just having it embedded on our site for 24 mm-hmm. hours, not downloadable. Right. We want it to be able to be seen around the world. So we did the 24 hour agreement. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, <laughs> that's been pretty easy. The, I think the more difficult thing is that everybody is just, kind of inundated on their computers trying to keep up with their lives right now. Even if, mm-hmm. you know, dancers and directors are home, we're all just like struggling. So some people don't get back to you, you know, and then you have to sort of say like, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, and some people aren't in the office at all. So then you have to, it, it's just, yeah, it, you right. never know what you're going to get. Um, the communication on it is difficult. Yeah. Right. Totally. And you know, I mean, I've been saying this a lot to the students um, because we were able to set up our outdoor stage and start having classes in May mm-hmm. um, because we didn't have a big snow year. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's just, you never know what's going on in someone else's life anyway. And you always want to, you know, try to work with people in a compassionate way. And now we're all in this sort of freaked out, anxious, like not really ourselves space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now more than ever trying to be really empathetic and, and, mm-hmm. you know, just like still wear your business cap, but still say like, how are you? Mm-hmm. Um, right. So in that, in that way, it's actually, I'm actually thankful for that because you get a chance to connect with people maybe more so than you would otherwise. Right. Um, right. And, and I mean, a lot of the companies have, I mean, the Paul Taylor company is letting us use it, is letting us show, reshow Cascade mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that was here two years ago. And Michael said, we're happy to support you. They're putting together a pre-talk with Kristen Drocker. They're going to show a little bit of their recording of Esplanade so people can see what the normal scenery is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just said, hey, we need content too. You know, let us right. share it. Let us see the archives. That was the same thing from the Graham people was just, mm-hmm. hey, if we can have a copy of this pre-show interview and the video, we'd love that for our own right. online programming. Right. I mean, and that's, that's, that's the really beautiful side of it. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. I feel like in, 
in tech, they're always building things together and sharing and, you know, this is the code to this and and we're so guarded that Mm -hmm. now, I mean, my students got to see an entire New York City ballet online season. I mean, how cool is that? They can't. Yeah. I mean, a lot of their families aren't going to be able to go to New York and buy those tickets. So I think in that way, it's, it's the silver lining and it's incredibly Mm -hmm. profound to just be able to be thankful for that. So. Right. Yeah. Everyone's needing to feel creative in this time, right. And find different ways to reach out to their audiences and keep their audiences engaged in, in what they're doing. Oh my God. I mean, the improv Mm -hmm. class I taught for the kids just this morning, I'm like, who are you? You used to be shy. I mean, they're just so happy to be mm-hmm. seeing their friends, yeah. physically moving their bodies. Yeah. I mean, not that they don't enjoy it usually, but I mean, right. it is a totally different ball game. It's right. tell us, so lovely. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing with your students right now. We were talking to Damian Johnson, who is our friend, and we, yeah. he was telling us he's teaching there with you guys, telling us a little bit about what you're doing. So yeah, uh, well, I think Damien mentioned it. So I brought him here the very first like lecture demonstration. He was right. Actually, no, it was four potatoes. He said three, there were four. Four. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Back and checking. We're at, six, we're at 6,500 feet elevation. He almost Ooh. died. Yeah. Um, oh man. So he's really been here since the absolute beginning laying the groundwork. Um, Mm -hmm. So once we were able to, you know, it was really just one of the moms of one of the students who said, God, she's really like going nuts, getting depressed. What physically, what What can can we we do? do? Is there a tennis court? Is there a something? And we're talking through all these things. I go, oh, well, we do have that stage that's seeing stored in my woodshed. Mm. So (laughs) she asked around the neighborhood and this vacant lot behind me became our home. Um, so we started that, um, late May and just Mm -hmm. like taped off the floor in four sections, made enough bars. We all have masks. Um, the correcting thing is we go like, okay, I'll be your mirror. Now this is your shoulder. Now drop it. Uh, (laughs) Oh, that's good. But wow. I mean, talk about like having to reinvent yourself as a teacher. And plus we weren't able to do a lot of zoom. Our internet is all terrible up here. Um, and, you know, we all lost our teacher, Willie Berman, and I was, I did not want to put my feet in any fifth for a little while, I have to say. It was just pretty devastated. Um, so they had really just kind of had the time off. So it was also like, we only jump on two feet, you know, and just being, really focusing on coming back without your bad habits. We made a big talk about that. Leave, leave, leave your other weird things behind. Those are pre-COVID. Um, and just coming back strong and safe and healthy. Um, and a friend of mine, um, Deborah Losi, said that she had said this to her students at the new school that was instead of trying to conform, we're always conforming to ballet, right? We're jamming our heels forward and doing all this stuff. Like for right now, what can ballet do for you? Mm-hmm. Like, how can your soul be served by ballet? Because that's mm-hmm. really just what we all need right now. And right. she said that. I was like, oh. Oh, <laughs> um, that's lovely. Yeah. yeah. So that's so cool. That off and I had the, yeah. So I had little drop-in classes and just, you know, I mean, I normally don't teach little kids, but I taught the little kids and just kind of opened it up. It was hard to schedule because every, no matter what age, they all had different school meetings and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I actually mm-hmm. was teaching, offering four classes a day and just like show up when you can. Right. Um, 
so now we're in the middle of the Young Dancers Workshop, which always happens as part of the festival. And it's always the three weeks leading into the Wednesday opening night performance. Mm-hmm. Um, so for that, we reached out to the company that used to rent us a stage like this before we bought this one. And you can't see it, but that one's way at the top of the hill. Um, and um, Christina Berger's teaching modern up there right now. Um, so that way we could have two levels at the same time, ballet here, modern here, mm-hmm. switch, next group comes in, <laughs> ballet, yeah. modern, so cool. switch, That's next great. group comes in. So they're all able to stay distant. We mm-hmm. have enough bars. There's enough space on the stick because it's a small stage. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean. Better than a living room. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm sure the kids are just so happy to have, I mean. Totally. You know, to be in person, like you just said, like to be in person and to be sharing dance with other people, even if you're not near one another, <laughs> like just to feel one's energy like that. That it's, first day they said, this feels awful. And I said, that feels like 37. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh. what do you mean? I said, that's how my body feels every day. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know. So yeah. yeah. That's Here's funny. what you have to look forward to, kids. <laughs> so so tell us about the opening night of the virtual festival that we'll all be able to participate in watching because there will be no geographical boundaries for us we can all tune in so what we did so usually in the festival we have the same program all three nights um mm-hmm. and so what we did when we sussed out this online the first choice we made was that Going more than a half an hour, we're also connected to our computers anyway. Going more than half an hour seems a little bit excessive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we thought, well, let's suss out our three main areas. Um, mm-hmm. So usually our programming has a little bit of everything. So we divvied right. those up. So we made we made the first night American classical ballet so that we could say, like, this is, this is a foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the past, we've worked with... Um, the DeMille trust on the other. So we're working on getting that and being able to use that video um, and have a little talk about, you know, those early American ballet theater days. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we are working with Adrian Danchig-Waring from City Ballet. He and Ashley were going to come this summer and we hadn't quite decided yet. We really wanted them to do Midsummer Divert Paw. Um, Beautiful. But mm-hmm. Again, didn't didn't come to <laughs> start. Even if get exactly everything is there for twenty twenty one. So you know, like I mentioned earlier, just calling people and saying like, okay, what's the plan? So Adrian says to me, you know, I'm out on this beautiful property. What if I did my Apollo solo on the lawn? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds yes, good. Please. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, so that's happening. And just mm-hmm. to, it's been so lovely. Damien actually connected me with him. It's been so lovely that we've been able to commiserate as directors mm, too. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it was very sweet. He said, Oh, I have a lot I could learn from you. I said, Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's going to be doing that. Um, and so we're kind of framing that, you know, those earlier works of American ballet are mm-hmm. so dramatic and theatrical and, it, you know, they, sometimes they hold up through the test of time and sometimes they don't. Um, but then getting into Balanchine and speaking a bit more about, I mean, if you don't know the story of Apollo, you can still watch that ballet right. and be very intrigued. Right. You Absolutely. Know? Um, so kind of going into that and then 
we have Ashley Bowder's solo that she performed here two years ago um, called Red Spotted Purple that she commissioned from Lauren Lovett for the Ashley Bowder project that mm-hmm. summer, which I think was 2018. Um, so that's, that's our American classical ballet. Mm-hmm. And I have, mm-hmm. to, I have to say that the, you start having this conversation about how am I going to represent that topic in half an hour right. and show these things. Yeah. I mean, I think the hardest thing has actually been cutting and decide, you know, and we have, when we're presenting it, we have to say, look, this is not the Ken Burns version of (laughs) what (laughs) should be getting educated in, in American ballet. These are just things that we've been able to show and we're giving you a little taste. And that's how we, that's how we program our festival anyway, is that it's, you know, it's special for a dance lover and for a total neophyte, they can still watch it and have a great time. Right. Mm So what do we have on the program for the second evening? So the second evening, so (laughs) I don't know if we coined this phrase, but we're pretending we did. Um, (laughs) We call it mid-century modern dance. Um, Just hop on that furniture line. Yeah, sounds (laughs) right. Um, (laughs) But um, our friend Christina Berger has been coming since the foundation of the festival. And she, um, the last time that the Lester Horton Dance Theater got together was to perform some of his works at the Library of Congress. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was in the 90s. Um, and a lot of people don't know that Lester Horton had a whole repertoire of work. It's not just the technique that, right. y- you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> we all learn and <laughs> suffer through. And um, <laughs> and so she... Um, she has the rights to perform a solo called Sarong Paramaribo that was made on Carmen de Lavalade. And it's, mm-hmm. it's really, I mean, it's very 50s. It's really mm-hmm. fun. Um, <laughs> but she also dances with the Eric Hawkins Dance Company. And Eric Hawkins was Martha Graham's first husband. And he danced for her. But prior to that, he had danced for Balanchine. I think in the ballet caravan, one of those. Mm-hmm. One of those. Ballet, <laughs> one of those uh, ballet dirty, caravan. One of those, yeah. One of those <laughs> wicked dirty companies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so he was actually based in ballet and then in, danced with Martha and then broke off and did his own thing. So his work is really incredible because it, it has this softness of ballet. And um, he was a big lover of all the classics. So we're actually showing um, her solo as well from a ballet of his called Greek Dreams um, that she's performed here, but it was in the early days and it's really bad footage. So we're actually going to refilm it out here for the Beautiful. presentation. Yeah. Awesome. So rounding those, we're going we're gonna to start that evening with Mama Martha. Um, and Lloyd Knight was supposed to be one of our guests this summer. Um, so we started talking about what he could film and do and whatever. And, um, he didn't have a big lawn. (laughs) And so we're talking, talking, talking. And I said, what about that duet you did with Wendy, a dance against cancer? And he's like, Ooh, yeah, they have a good video of that. And so we're like, Hey, Wendy, (laughs) we knew each other other from Willie's class. Of course. well, in I mean, the three of you, I'm sure we're in I, Willie's class for a million years together. I have to tell you, she is the loveliest human being on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, when she came here on our, on her Restless Creature tour, they came to Sacramento and we drove 25 kids down there. Mm-hmm. And I told her I was coming and she brought them all backstage. And oh. I mean, she is just 
like so giving and so wonderful. Mm -hmm. And the next day I said to all of them, I said, she is world famous, renowned superstar. Mm -hmm. She has every excuse, quote unquote, to be a total diva and she's not mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and that is a complete role model for you right. like oh, yeah, that's true that is an insanely amazing human being mm -hmm. um so we've always stayed in touch and she's always i mean i think one time after willie's class i was practicing pirouettes and did eight and had never done eight and i kind of like stopped and went like did that just happen uh, and she was sitting on the floor this? and she said <laughs> Yeah, and Wendy goes, I saw it, I saw it. It counts. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I can die now. Yeah. Wendy said hey, pirouette. Oh. What a so, great yeah, witness. So we stay yeah, so we kind of stayed in touch. And she's actually always wanted to come here, mm -hmm. and it's never really worked. When I spoke with Lloyd and we had that idea about Wendy, I just messaged her first and said, mm -hmm. hey, we've always kind of hemmed and hawed about you coming here and doing mm -hmm. something, you know. Then... Um, Oh, you know, they want to make a new solo on me. I can't. Oh, now I'm the artistic director of New York City Ballet. I can't. Go. Okay, yeah. fine. So I wrote to her and I said, maybe this is the summer that you can be a part of the Lake Tahoe Dance Festival. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So they're going to they're gonna film a little intro and um, we'll show that. And we're so grateful to Dance Against Cancer, not only for what they do, but for letting us use it. Yeah. So. We talked with Lloyd last week about um, that potada, and he just gave us the most beautiful description of it, and we can't wait to see it. We're really excited. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They sent the video, and Damien and I just sat down immediately and watched it. We're just crying. Oh, <laughs> oh I yeah. can't wait. I'm excited. Yeah. So if you, you don't quite realize how much you miss seeing her dance. Uh, yeah. And she was you know, so special. It's just it. Once it just in a generation. Totally. And I hadn't yeah. seen it before, and it just, mm -hmm. yeah, it was like, hit me hard hit yeah <laughs> so tell yeah. us about then the final evening on july 24th so the final evening has kind of been handed off to constantine my co-director he's in hudson new york and um so he's been working with one of our previous choreographer collaborators marco pele who is mm. another divine human being so constantine is an american who's worked in europe Marco is an Italian who's worked in America. So they've been sort of mashing through that. And both of them are such aficionados that they are just like, well, can it be four hours? <laughs> <laughs> no. Because we can't talk about this person without talking about that person. Right. Like, it okay, gets hard. <laughs> nail it down, boys. Um, yeah, so we'll be showing um, Marco made a piece of Tristan and Isolde um, for... Uh, Tracy Finch and Stephen Hanna a few years ago. So we're going to be showing that. Um, and then last year we presented uh, Jacopo Godani, who's now the director of the Dresden Frankfurt Company, where Forsyth used to be. Um, a duet that they kind of created with him. Um, and Elise and Daphne are lovely people. And so they're going to join us for the conversation too, especially about the creative process. Right. Um, and the third piece is um, by Brian Arias, who was actually a student at Manhattan Youth Ballet when Damien and I used to go get coached by Debbie Wingert. Um, so I've known him since he was 12 or 13. He used to sit in on our rehearsals and watch. Um, so hadn't seen him in a long time. Mm -hmm. And years ago, I guess this is about 2013, Constantine was running the Copenhagen International Choreography Competition. Mm -hmm. And he goes, do you know this kid, Brian? He brought us this beautiful... And I'm like, yeah, that's Brian and Rachel. Hello. Uh -huh. 
So there he was all grown up and he won the choreography <laughs> competition. So we invited him. Um, so they came and he's, I emailed him and he's like, I've just gotten to Moscow because they opened up and they've commissioned him to do a work at the Bolshoi. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. So How it's cool. like this tiny little kid. <laughs> so, so that's where he is. So he's gonna, he's gonna do an intro and he goes, Oh my God, that was so long ago. It's one of my first pieces. It'll be neat to, you know, look back on it and see it. Right. So, yeah. it, you know, and we feel we kind of tried to do this thing when we program regularly that we have a couple big names, if it's mm -hmm. a balance sheet right, or right, whatever. Right. Um, but then we always try to get some new and up and coming people. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I think that's also mirrored in the sense of the students. The year Ashley was here, we made a little Tarantella for six of them. Mm -hmm. And we were having our little dress rehearsal and she was doing our solo. And one of them tugged at my arm and said, why do we have to go after her? <laughs> That's <laughs> said, well, so cute. She was your age once. Like, this is yeah. how it works. Right. The audience sees you, and then they see her, and then mm -hmm. they get it. Right. You know? so, so cute. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's what we've always tried to, you know, try to foster younger choreographers and artists and and get that rolling. And I mean, when we are back on stage in 2021, that's going to be a big priority of ours. Mm -hmm. yeah. you know? I mean, it's obviously very important to keep the classics alive and for people to understand how we got here. Mm -hmm. um, but man, uh, yeah, it's just, I'm not happy I'm old, but I'm happy I'm not young right now. I'm happy I'm not <laughs> auditioning for companies. Uh, we, so say, rough. we say that all the time. Yeah, it's oh. really, oh, I know, I can't imagine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I, I think what you have planned for this digital festival is just going to be what young students, people that are being sort of robbed of that experience. Um, you know, it's just like yeah. you said, like everyone needs to, to find what ballet, how ballet can feed them rather than yeah. the other way around in this time. Mm -hmm. So I think, I mean, Absolutely. just chilling out and watching 30 minutes a night of great dance is just, um, that sounds like the antidote right now. Yeah. Really yeah. Does. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's incredible. It's just such a weird time. And I, you know, I really kind of took that time off for myself to kind of, you know, assess, paint the kitchen cabinets, <laughs> but <laughs> being back with them when we had those first classes here was just beyond magical. Mm -hmm. I mean, just, just to be together. It was just, I mean, it was really intense for all of us actually. Mm -hmm. And we're pretty, you know, we're a pretty tight knit group, but it's yeah. mostly advanced dancers I work with, but I, you know, I mean, they come to me after school every day. I'm like their second mother, mm -hmm. you know? And so they, they had needed me too. Mm -hmm. and, and it was just, yeah, it was I really know. Cool. I just feel so bad yeah. for them. Is there, just before we wrap up, is there one thing yeah. that you hope that audiences will take away from this evening? Maybe audiences that haven't come to see the Lake Tahoe Dance Festival, Festival before. Is there something you want them to take away from this evening? These three evenings. You know, my whole reason for moving back home and starting this is to understand that you don't have to be in an elite, urban, mm -hmm. privileged area mm -hmm. to be able to see the finest in our case dance or mm -hmm. art or, you know, of mm -hmm. anything. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's something that our country really has to find again. Um, I mean, Fontaine and Nuria got on that train and 
performed in every little town. Mm-hmm. And that was a lot of people's first exposure to ballet. And we just don't have that. I mean, we're four right. and a half hours from San Francisco ballet. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just difficult. Mm-hmm. And so it really is important to have a community that has dance as a part of it. I mean, mm-hmm. we are a community of former Olympians, skiers, rock climbers. I mean, I am like a total unicorn here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, we have the stage you see behind me because the community helped us raise money for it. They mm-hmm. saw what we were doing. And I will tell you that even though people may not know dance, they know the difference between bad dance and good dance. Right. <laughs> Once they started seeing what I was bringing in, it was like, oh, this is different than the five-year-old in the butterfly wings. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. I mean, I founded the organization in 2008 with... Mm-hmm. No, you know, it was just like, let's raise five grand and put on a show. Let's raise another right. five grand, put on a right. show. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, now we're a full-fledged nonprofit. It's just, it's, if you put investment, if you invest in a community, in a group of people, and they see how hard you're working to make that happen and bring something of quality that isn't there before, it brings a better quality of life to the whole mm-hmm. community. And now we have everyone moving here from San Francisco. So our entire they society want to get out of the is city. going to Oh my God. Real estate here is going through the roof. It's insane. It? Yeah. That's, I it wasn't bet. cheap before. <laughs> <laughs> so lastly, we've been talking about these three exciting evenings that we have coming up, but where are we able to see them? Where do we go? to get the goods. (laughs) So the event will be just on our website. Mm -hmm. Um, That's laketahodancecollective.org. And we're premiering each evening at 6 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. Um, But like I mentioned, it will be available for the full 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And then the next night comes on. Um, So yeah, laketahodancecollective.org. And we're doing, we're not putting it behind a paywall. We want to make sure that Everybody in the world who wants to see something beautiful right now has the ability to do so without anything else. Um, We are asking for suggested donations of $25. Um, And then in our gala, we usually have, we have like a little yearly wine glass and it's become a joke, like who's going to be on the wine glass this year? (laughs) Oh, cute. Um, So we're making those and we're doing wine glasses and t-shirts for people who give more than $75 because that's that's what you you would usually get at the gala. Yeah. We tried to send wine from our wine sponsor, but we found out that was illegal. So we can't do that. <laughs> well, get the they'll glass. take the glass. They'll take the <laughs> glass. To, yeah, exactly. Wonderful. Well, thank okay. you so much, Kristen. We really appreciate it. We're very much looking forward to these beautiful three evenings of dance. We will be sure to tune in. I can't well, wait to thank see. Thank you guys. We love what you do and so happy to talk to you always. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this week. If you would like to support the Conversations on Dance podcast, there are a few ways that you can help. Click over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Download episodes when you listen to allow our analytics to better understand our listenership. Join our Facebook group, Conversations on Dance, Friends of the Pod, or you can offer a donation. Conversations on Dance has always been and will always be free to our listeners. You can help us continue to create and produce this unique behind-the-curtain look at the dance world by visiting conversationsondancepod.com support. Thank you for tuning in. See you next week.